Um, God damn. Question number one is, who are you, where are you from, and what are you currently studying? So finance, I can understand that finance is is, a, is usually a major factor in your field of work, right? For sure. So, are you confident in the country's um, GDP levels for the near future? Um. Yeah, that, that's actually a pretty um a difficult type of question because everything. That's economically affect that economically affects everyone in a society. Most cases doesn't happen over the short term, you know. Mm-hmm. Like if you're trying to see um, real fruits, that actually happens over the long term. So, in terms of the type of moves that the country has been making. Um, we've been putting ourselves in a difficult position for quite a while, and it's it's things that might not catch up with us or to us today. But at some point, you know, you have to pay the price because as economists, we love saying that there's no such thing as a free lunch, you know. Um, so, and in the short term. Um, I would not say that I'm necessarily optimistic, but we are we are doing some few um, structural reforms mm-hmm. that are to benefit the economy in the long run. So, in terms of seeing any results in the short term, uh, unfortunately, that's not the reality we're looking at. But it, it is a process and it's going to take some time. And at some point we will get where we all want to be or want to see this beautiful country at, you know. I mean, the country has such potential. I think everyone really gets frustrated at the fact that we're not where we're supposed to be, you know, because of the potential we have, you know. And I do think that one day we'll get there. But it's just a matter of doing the simple things right. Right. Okay. So, um, what did you make of the elections that we had a few weeks ago? Yeah, so the elections, um, they were very, uh, I don't want to say a wake-up call, 
Mm-hmm. But it was a good type of um, warning shot that the ANC got from that, you know. Um, the voter turnout rate was very low, meaning that not a lot of people came out and exercised their fought for rights by voting for a, a party that they see fit to run the, the, the municipalities. Um, but even even in that low voter turnout rate, uh, we still managed to, to, to leave a statement, you know, um, as citizens who do care about uh, municipalities and the leadership behind that. Um, we really, yeah, it was a really good statement. Um, I think in a lot of big metros, ANC lost uh, a lot of um, voters from their side. Mm-hmm. So I really do think that we can take some light from it going into our national elections in 2024. Um, that things are changing, you know, and and we don't expect to overthrow a party and in six months, you know, yeah, something like that also takes time, you know, like um, something like that. It starts with at at um local um levels, you know. Mm-hmm. We you start like this, we 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 take the 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 leading party out of the the you know the important metros, you know, your Durban's, your Ekuruleni, your Tuane, you know, we take them out there and. Yeah, I mean those small those small changes are gonna add up, and it's it's gonna be a big one come the national elections. We're definitely gonna see something new okay. for sure. Okay, okay. So speaking of new, right? Are you likely to start your own yeah. political party or join a really thriving one? Um. Yeah. Uh. That's, 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 something I used to think about not growing you know. it's a it's a very uh, common saying that you know be the change you want to see you know? and when, when you grow up you you see so much that's wrong yeah and you're trying to be this um of integrity, of, of moral, you grow up like that way that when you see actions that's being done unto others, you, you have this instant where you're like, this, this is wrong, it's something I want to change, you know, situation, but um, you you grow up you know, at some point, you know, you, you grow up and everything hits you in a real way, you know, like everything Every lesson you go, every challenge you go to high school, varsity, it all hits you in a real way where it's like your eyes become much more open to what's happening around you, you know. And sometimes in life, um, you got you to gotta protect your, your peace, you know. You gotta, what makes you happy and to that as much as you can. And I think myself in, in a situation where or in an arena where I'm in a political party or 
even thinking about starting one so you know just for for re- reasons that i i i feel like my type of impact will be not in a political sphere so much that's toxic around that type of um that type of environment that it's it's not a situation where i see us giving my the best of myself you know, in terms of and, uh, yeah I, I just think i want to you know this i Okay, so some, yeah. some some stats implicate that the country got sold without acknowledgement, right? So, do you think this is true or false based on the current situation we are in? Hey, that's that's a very it's it's a strong allegation, you know, like to to say a, a country is being sold, you know, because. People, people, you know, have a lot of theories of their own, and you know, there's always one or two things that bite you up in those theories, which makes you feel like, well, that theory some weight, you know. A lot of time, that's I feel like it's not the situation, you know. That's why we have professionals, people of uh, skill, and you know how and how to give proper opinion i'm not and i'm not saying that um a normal individual does not have the skill but can't have an opinion yeah um on some situations like this but um and i i i, I just personally don't i don't want to say it was so the anything you know um you, you'd have to really get into that is leading the economy. Um, what is what is his agenda? You know, where is coming from? You know, what the mindset? Um, understanding that behavioral attributes of someone, you can you start to you know piece together uh, the the reasons as to why they make the certain decisions that they make. You know, and in. In terms of our country being so, I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. But I, in my own opinion, I wouldn't say so, you know. Yeah. I think anyone in a position of power, such, you know, at such a big spotlight, like the president, um, and someone in such a situation, when the light is on them like that, it's like, they they saw an oath, you know, to 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 do right by the people, you know. And given the current climate situation, the economic situation, I think these, these type of moves uh, are sh- should be benefiting us as a society. You know, we can't ignore the fact that we are a country with the highest Gini coefficient uh, ratio. Yeah. Um, the highest this is the country with the highest inequality so talking about someone who's probably went out there to look for investors to look for loans to do care to support the average south african you know and and in that right it may seem like 
someone who's selling the country when when you're sitting in a room with such people who have funds who exactly want that money you know who have that financial capacity to to borrow money or to to, to donate that money you know so Okay, okay. And in that type of sense. Okay, hold on. Let me stop you right there, right? You mentioned presidency. So, here's what I would like to know. If you were the president, what problems would you fix? What problems would I fix? Yeah, like what is the one major problem um, you would fix? The major one, the one that is bothering you even as a regular citizen. I think our institutions in in the country are really really bad. Um that's that's definitely something that I'd work at fixing first, you know, because it's 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 more like a domino effect, you know. If if I can say I'm in a position where I can fix the institutions of a country or of this country, you know, start you start seeing a change in 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 things like your 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 education you know you start seeing decent work environments and economic growth you know you start seeing just life becoming better you know poverty situation becoming less mm-hmm. um less dependent on on grants and mm-hmm. and you know and all of that citizens start becoming economically active and contributing to society and a lot of that is not happening because of our poor institutions you know um by that i mean uh your your rule of law in the country it's it's just terrible um your 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 property rights you know the the mismanagement of funds all of this is constantly being tested in our country and it always comes out number 1 you know all the wrong always comes out number 1 where it's like if if our if our institutions are just not good enough then we we working we taking three steps back always you know we we, we can't go forward because it's the foundation of the country itself yeah you know so that that is a very serious problem you know poor service delivery it's just another one that's coming on my head right now these 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 are problems we in a functioning and a developing state shouldn't be even in in the conversation you know yeah and in terms of us striving to becoming the country you know we we the guys that all of africa looks at and they and they like yo you guys are the the usa you know of africa if i were to put it in simple sense hmm. you know we we really are uh, at the top of that food chain in that sense you know um and the things we're doing it's it's just self sabotage you know things like your your riots that happened in in july in kwazulu natal and how thing you know the the rule of law is constantly being tested True. you there's no there's no respect for um property rights you know it's it, it creates a environment for business confidence not to thrive you know there is no confidence and if it's a situation like that no one no one wants to invest in a country 
we that's the situation you know yeah and if, if you're not getting that investment we can't improve our institutions our infrastructure you know we can't we can't look forward because we're constantly dealing with the same problem yeah. and that's why as a country we just keep taking steps backwards instead of forward mm. so, so what do you think about the 350 COVID 19 relief grant is it benefiting the people at least is it doing something yeah, so with the 350 grand, it's definitely doing something. It's better than nothing at this point. Mm. That's the view on it, right? So we we all been hit. It's a global type of situation where everywhere we've been hit by this pandemic, you know, and and a lot of people were not ready for it, first of all, you know, mm. financially. No one was ready to, to put their life on hold. Not a lot of people had emergency funds. Not a, not a lot of people know what an emergency fund is. You know, not a lot of people had savings or money just there to maintain your lifestyle if you were for whatever reason it is, mm-hmm. fired, you know, mm-hmm. and, and to maintain your lifestyle for the, maybe the next three to six months. No one was ready for that, you know. And like I said earlier on, we are the country with the highest inequality and Gini coefficient ratios. So that just means that a lot of people are in a situation of poverty, mm. you know. And mm. that's just the facts about the the country we live in. And a lot that just means that our unemployment unemployment rates are really high, yeah. you know. As a result of that, we don't have any. We don't have any control over the world in the in the country you know mm. and because of situations like that you find that millions of citizens really do need that 350 you know it's it's a it's so much of a drop in the bucket you know it's compared to your united states who's giving out stimulus checks of um one thousand dollars you you look at south africa's 350 and it's like it's, it's really, it feels like nothing, you know. Yeah. But at this point, like, we we had to, as citizens or those in that situation who really did need it, you know, it did something which is just better than nothing, you know. And the, the situation of it is very heartbreaking, you know, because of how many people are... the 350 you know um so 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 much people are, are depending on it and it doesn't do well for a country if that's the situation because it just means that i think the numbers that came out in the in the quarterly labor force survey were around about 46 percent of our citizens basically that were on that wow you know and that's such a that's such a bad number because I can translate that number to, I don't know, I think that's that's like 12 million or something citizens. Mm. I, I might be wrong on the exact numbers, but if that amount of people are not working, you know, they're not getting an income, they can't contribute, that mm. can directly be compared to our unemployment numbers, you know, yeah. where it's like... That's the same amount of people who are unemployed, you know, who aren't contributing 
in a in an economic way who who can't sustain themselves, you know. And if if you as an individual can't sustain yourself, it's 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 so heartbreaking, you know, True. to to be dependent on someone else. No one wants a situation where you're just dependent on someone else because mm. it's like if that person's not happy then suddenly your situation goes from bad to worse, mm-hmm. you know, mm. in that split second. Yeah. So the 350 grand, I think it was a, it had to happen, right? That's what the theory in economics tells us that during a, a, a global financial crisis um, or your pandemics or anything that just, puts the global economy at at a hold, mm-hmm. right? There needs to be some sort of fiscal stimulus that the that the central banks of economies need to I don't know, start handing out if I were to say it in that manner, you know. Mm-hmm. They need to start printing money, you know, to, to, to give and redistribute to people so that they can survive. Mm-hmm. You know? Because that's the first thing, like Everyone just had to survive, so it's it's a, it's a very heartbreaking situation. Like I'm saying, but it was needed, you know. It, it really was needed, and it's 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 a very temporary type of situ- um, solution. solution, you know. Yeah. It, it's it's not a permanent solution. That like, that's what people also need to understand. But come next year March, when that three fifty grand stro- stops. That's that's when the situation is gonna go from bad to worse, you know. So yeah. It's it's not ideal, but it's we we're just gonna have to take that. Or those who need it are just gonna have to take it. Okay, so tell me then, do you think that the new cryptocurrency can revamp South Africa's economy? So this is like um, Bitcoin and so forth. Yeah. Um. With cryptocurrencies, I think we're a long way from even applying that in in South Africa. Just for the mere fact that a a lot of people, and by that I mean 80% of people, don't understand what it is. And that's a problem. You know, at at a national level, you know, if you're trying to integrate something like 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 blockchain into an economy which has beautiful i've seen research papers on on the applications of this type of um you know yeah this type of uh economic network <laughs> and applications and the, the, those applications are really beautiful in terms of what they can achieve their intentions the whole idea of decentralizing um, the economy mm. it's 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 a, it's a very very futuristic type type of um thoughts you know and the problem is in south africa we, we far from understanding it mm. you know i think earlier this year around june if if not earlier than that um the south african reserve bank actually uh banned people from um, buying from from uh, European type of um, markets, so so basically they were saying that South Africans can't buy your Bitcoin from uh, U.S. markets or those type of uh, 
stock exchange brokers brokerages right and and my my type of take from that is that if they don't want you as the retail or the average guy to buy it that means that firstly they don't know how they can make money off of you from it you know mm. and then that just shows that they don't understand it as well you know and the only way that economy is not thriving is of making money off of taxes in in all areas of our lives you know yeah whether it's from fuel whether it's from your vat whatever it is like there's always tax somewhere you know and that's how the governments make money yeah. so them blocking your your way towards purchasing it and understanding it more and participating in the blockchain just means that they don't understand it themselves so mm. um in terms of them applying it in South Africa i don't think it's a it's a matter of a new cryptocurrency revamping the economy there's a lot of cryptocurrencies out there you know i think it's a matter of understanding it more you know yeah. that understanding of it is it's it's not going to serve a purpose of revamping our economy but it's going to have us keeping pace or um sticking ahead with where the world is going and that's what we need to be doing we need to be moving where the world is moving you know mm-hmm. and not try to be um rebels in terms of technological advancements you know mm. Uh, because we we just going to end up paying double or triple in the future for mm. our lack of for rather our ignorance and mm. and denying ourselves the opportunities to learn and understand this futuristic type of technology so it's not not new cryptocurrency but i'd say applications of blockchain that's 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 something that we really need to be working towards and I, I won't I won't discredit the Reserve Bank because they are doing research on it currently and I think they're only going to post the their their findings around next year February before the budget um gets released so so We'll, we'll see what they have uncovered you know and what they have learned about it and how they are willing to introduce it to to the economy you know and yeah okay okay um okay so here's here's the thing right you we all know that we've come from um situations such as apartheid and so forth so more than 21 years into our democracy right what do you think we we have achieved as a nation this far Yeah, um, I'm gonna go ahead and then and, and and be very blunt about it. Okay. And I'll definitely say not much. You know, that's that's the cold truth about it. We've, like I said earlier on, we've actually been taking steps back. That's the sad reality of the situation. Hmm. Like we've not been moving forward. You know. We, we've been fighting amongst each other. We've been stealing from each other. You know, we've been just degrading each other mm. to levels where 
we we're not looking at the bigger picture, right? So you would have thought by now that South Africans, the average black person, would have owned more, you know, would have been worth more, you know, and and that's not been the situation, mm. you know. I I look at um, economy wise, I look at uh, like the manufacturing sector. You know, mm. those 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 guys. That's where a lot of our parents used to work. You know, production of goods and services, and that sector's actually been shrinking since since pre-apartheid, basically. So for the last sixty years or so, it's been shrinking every year. Damn. You know, and and the the the, the real problem there is that a lot of a lot of people used to work in these type of sectors. You know, they, we, our parents didn't get much of an opportunity to go to school and further their education so that they can work in corporate mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Uh, high offices and mm-hmm. all that and wear all these silk suits, you know. Mm-hmm. They didn't get that chance. They, they, so that's why you, you see translations and, and unemployment numbers where it's so high today, you know. They, the people who can or who can uh, contribute and participate in the labor force, that that numbers are, are shrinking, you know, because a lot of people's jobs have become, or they have rather become obsolete, if I were to say it like that. You know, like mm. their, their, their contribution is not much needed anymore because of the lack of skill, you know. Mm. You find things that can easily replace what that person is doing, whether it's I don't know packing stuff. You can find someone who can do that better. I mean, Teslas are coming with self-driving cars and trucks. Soon, that type of market of labor is gonna be, you know, disintegrated from the labor force. So, for twenty-one years. We really didn't do much. Like we, we, we really, it's it's so bad. It's it's much more bad than it seems. But like I said, man, we 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 just have to be optimistic. You know, everyone has to to play their fair share. You know, um, that's the only way we can the situation can be, get better if people in their own right make that decision that they want better for themselves or more for themselves, you know? Yeah. If, if everyone out there can make that type of decision, then I do think that the situation will get better. Not today, but sometime in the future, you know? Yeah. Because I, I, look, at, I look at situations like um, the whole um, taking away or, or what's the words that they use? Um, it's slipping my mind, but the whole idea of getting the land back, yeah, there was, take a, there back was a the name land. for it, I just forgot what the name is. But yeah, with, with that, like, I analyzed the situation, and it's it's a very tricky situation, in a sense that the intentions are pure, right? Yeah. Like, we want the land back that was taken from our forefathers and our ancestors and all that that we under, I understand that 
you know, but taking that land back and giving it to someone who has never farmed, who doesn't understand how to farm, is 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 not a justice in any form, mm. you know, to towards that person, because now, not only does that previous um, farmer lose his capacity of contributing to the economy. Now you're sitting with a farm that's probably going to, you know, dust up basically with with no no real contributions to towards the society because you don't understand how to farm. There wasn't any programs put in place prior to to educate our people where it's like okay, since 2010, for example, we've been teaching the people. So if in 2018, 19, if, if governments are doing these type of programs where they're um, taking the land back, mm-hmm. then it makes sense because, or it at least should make sense that everything else is going to remain constant and at the same level in terms of there's not going to be any disruptions in, in our agricultural industry, mm-hmm. right? Because... We're taking it from someone who knows what they're doing it and we're putting it in someone's hands who knows what they're doing. But that's that's not the situation. And okay, it, it then what if, what if someone... Well, sorry to, uh, to, you know, disturb. But then what if someone says that, okay, listen, I'll take the land and then I will resell it. I don't need to farm on it. Then what? Yeah, that, that's, also the, that's also the alternative, you know. But then, it's also a thing of like basic education in terms of the know-how of how the business side of it works, you know? Because yeah. there is a business side of the whole agricultural industry. Selling um, assets in that sense requires some form of education, you know? Yeah. And I'm not trying to discredit the fact that people are uneducated, but this is South Africa, you know, and a lot of people don't have that good amount of education where they understand how to, for one, value the land properly before selling it. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that, that that's that's the problem we're facing, you know. Like, you, you don't even know who to sell it to, first of all, because mm-hmm. whoever's going to come and want to buy it, it's probably going to rip you off because you don't understand how to value it. Um, you, you, you just got the land yourself and you're trying to get an income or some form of capital from it. Yeah. So it's a thing of they, they seeing the, the fact that you really desperate to get it off your hands and they going to give you a really bad deal for it, you know? So it's, it's, it's a type of situation where it's a lose-lose, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a... Yeah, you as that person selling it might get some sort of income, but you would have been at a much more better position if you did understand how to, I don't know, sort of maintain it, you know, sort of have it contribute um, in an economical way, you know. Yeah. You would have been better off hiring someone to who knows how to actually run it, you know. But those type of thoughts... It's something that doesn't easily come to mind because you don't know anyone who's been in the situation, you know. True. The, the chances of me and you bumping into 
a black guy who actually owns land. Mm. You know, like serious amount of land is close to zero percent. True. You know, we don't have conversations about it of, of of owning that amount of land. So it becomes so tricky because where do you start? You know, yeah. <laughs> that's 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 just the reality. Where do you even start if you do get it? You know, is, is it it's called that, land appropriation, right? Is it land appropriation? Come again? Is it land appropriation or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there we go. Alright. Okay. So speaking of lose lose, right? You, I'm sure you might have seen this uh, trend that's been going around. They say that uh, would you choose it um, to meet Jay Z or would you rather have like 500k? Would you have a dinner with Jay Z or 500k? So if you were given that opportunity, right, with all that you know right now, would you choose? to uh, have that dinner with with uh, Jay-Z or would you choose the 500k dollars by the way oh yeah <laughs> oh hey man <laughs> honestly speaking I, i'd really take the 500k eh? like what am i what am i talking to Jay-Z about uh, that's much more important than a 500k you know that's that's just the truth about it man there's there's no reality where I'm choosing in a dinner with Jay-Z over 500k. No, no way. Given the fact that he might make you a million more with the information that he's yeah, going to well, give you. You must, you must think of it in a sense that that dinner, like, like you said, me knowing what I know, I do have some form of know-how on how to increase that 500k to even more right mm-hmm. so if i do get that type of capital injection i'll be in a better uh, position to growing that type of money than starting from zero right yeah that's what i'm gonna have after a conversation with him i'm gonna have zero ryan he's gonna tell me the things that he was rapping on a song about and i'm gonna be like but i could have just streamed this thing for free on youtube you know yeah so uh, man like i think everyone should be taking that 500k like because no one has that amount of cash and i think it's in dollars right yes like we, we i mean i'm saying it for the third time now the whole you know the highest inequality in in in, in the world you know that coefficient ratio and you don't have that type of money you know Right now, dog, like, you, you, I have to take the 500k. Amen. Like, I'll, I'll meet Jay-Z some other time, you know. Once that money is expanded, I'll find myself in in where we bump into each other like it's a normal day. Yeah, you know? yeah. But starting from, from the ground and building it all the way up is, is not easy. That's why you've seen, like, more people who are in, in rich positions, you know. A large majority of them had some sort of um, startup capital. You know, your Elon Musk, your your Jeff Bezos, your Kylie, you know. These people, they had some sort of cash injection or trust fund that was waiting for them, you know, yeah. to execute their ideas. And that's what I'm saying. I have my own ideas, 
and I just need that type of capital to execute it. And me getting someone else's ideas is not going to do much for me at this point in life. Because now we all in that type of uh, point in life where it's all about execution now. You know, mm. it's all about, you know, doing the thing now. And the, talk, the time for talk is gone, you know. We, we talk so much in high school that we're going to be this, I'm going to be that. Now it's, it's, it's time for execution once you leave high school, you know, or once you're in varsity and all of that. I know friends and all of that who starts businesses in varsity and it's like, these people aren't about talk, you know, it's all about doing it. And you can only imagine what having a cash injection of 500k would have done for them in this situation. You know, they would have probably been further than they are right now. True. So I don't think anyone should be taking a dinner with Jay Z <laughs> unless unless you already have you know Jay Z type of network. You know, don't be taking don't don't fool yourself and take a. You know, dinner with Jay Z. Next thing you get there, and it's like, hey, my guy, why didn't you take the five hundred k? You know, yeah. and he's gonna be telling you things like, hey, you you need to pay for this bill. <laughs> now you don't even have money to pay for that that bill. You know, you you have to drink water and and pay his bill now because you decided for the now. I need to talk to this guy. So hey, man, five hundred k. It's it's just it's too much. It's too much to lose, ah. actually. Yeah. Okay, so um, on the lighter side of things, um, if you could play for any soccer team, which one would it be? Oh, uh, oh man, I think I, I really love Manchester City. That's, that's no doubt the team I'd be playing for. The, the style of play, it's so easy on the eye, you know. It's... It's champagne football, you know. Damn, like, yeah. it's, it's like really champagne, champagne football, the football they play. It, 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 it's so easy that it feels like an average person walking in the gel in the team, you know, and come out a star. That's yeah. how easy they make it look, you know. And of course, it's it's much training, hard work in the background, but the way they play be- football is so beautiful. You know, it's 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 just lovely to watch, and I think I sometimes have dreams about you know playing in that um, squad yeah. with those type of players. You know, but you wake up in the morning and you realize that it was just that a dream. You know, <laughs> so I mean, any day I I would really want to play for Manchester City. Okay, no, no, shout outs. That that's 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 amazing, man. That's dope. So yeah, my last question to you um, is in t- in layman terms, né? Like like someone who doesn't who didn't go to school, right? Um, what causes the country or what causes the rand to fluctuate the way that it does? Like, why is the dollars? Why is the rands? And why are we comparing the two? Yeah. Um, so 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 with, with the currency itself, right? Um, yeah, there's, there's different currencies all over the world. Uh, I think everyone knows that. But what causes it to fluctuate, it's it's basically what makes up that country. So I, I, to, to, to justify what I'm saying um, in terms of South Africa, South Africa is a very 
commodity based economy right yeah in a, in a sense that a large part that contributes towards gdp is commodities in the mining sector right mm-hmm. so if the mining sector is doing really well which it was like for the past i think for the first half of this year there was a whole commodity cycle boom and in such a situation you find that the currency starts strengthening you know mm-hmm. um that that type of strength comes from the, the just the mining sector doing really well you know and it's it's the function of other things as well like interest rates inflation you know your unemployment numbers but it's all dependent on what contributes the most to that economy's gdp um like i'm saying for south africa with the commodities because that was doing so well in the first six months our our currency might have gained some sort of, some sort of strength um but now because they all just coming back down you know um we see our currency weakening and depreciating as as a result of that so with with different countries it's 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 sort of more or less the same but it's different in a sense um I was actually reading up on uh Turkey yeah um, their currency is like the lira that's what it's called and and their inflation numbers are at a I think it's a eight year high of 21%, you know, and uh, it's, it's, it's just bad in terms of the monetary policy that side, because, uh, your, 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 your currency is, is, is losing strength, you know, against the dollar, because that's the currency we all love indexing our own currencies on. So they, they've just, I don't know like I I don't I haven't read too much on them but the situation that side seems to be getting really bad to a point where like, everyone is starting to actually notice it now and the the monetary policy that side is 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 not good at all like what they're doing is is just really bad at the moment and the decisions that they're taking but yeah so in, in terms of that um going back on the currency guys like your your central banks and the monetary policy themselves they're the guys who look at stabilizing this and not only this but like the the economy itself that's that's their goal you know to whatever shock hits the economy by shock i mean something like oil prices going really high or a global pandemic hitting or inflation going really high um they try managing those shocks you know and 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 then the only tool or the main tool that they have towards managing that is interest rates you know yeah um interest rates are a big function of of how they want the inflation rates to move yeah and and then and that's how basically the economy moves that expectation from you as a business guy yeah um or as a spaza shop in in the hood yeah you know if if you expecting inflation 
to go up by 21%, for example, yeah. you're going to increase your prices towards that expectation, which is how the economy itself will also roll, you know. Okay. Then you get situations where everything is just really going up and everyone is like, ah, guys, things are expensive. What's going on? You know, and it's like, it's, 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 it's where the central bank should be stepping in and be looking at cooling the economy because it's really overheating, you know? Yeah. So, so, so they use interest rates to really do that. And that's, that's functions of, of, uh, the currency itself too, you know, um, business investment and, yeah, foreign grass, grass, uh, fixed capital. Okay. Those those type of things are are functions of how the currency moves, and it's 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 hard to pin it down on one thing. True. That's that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. You know, yeah. you you can't pin down the currency and say because of this the currency is up because of that it's down. No, that's 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 not the way to see it. Yeah. It's, it's just a matter of the fact that understanding that the currency is a function of a couple of other things, you know? Yeah. And all of that contribute to how the currency fluctuates, you know? Yeah. And like I'm saying, or like I said earlier on, if, if an economy is made up or it has a large share of commodities that dictates how the economy moves, if the economy, if the commodities are are really doing well globally, you get a situation where your your currency strengthens. You know. All right. So that's 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 more or less how it goes about. Okay. So um, this is the bonus question, right? We've been so much in South Africa, but I would like to know from you, right? Which country would you love to go visit and why? Last question. I'd really love to go to Singapore. Hmm. I think Singapore has the most cutting edge modern type of you know country. They they just the modern civilization. You know, they, they have really beautiful um tropical type of scenery, you know. Um they they, they just it's all around beautiful, you know, like the city itself, the tourist, the, the tourist attractions, um, places like uh, your gardens by bay, by the bay, you know, it's it's just basically this huge garden that you're looking at with fountain sceneries, different type of flowers, you know, s- scenes of the city itself. Everything there just—it sounds—it's—it feels like that's where everyone in the world should be, like, uh, you know. Yeah. That's that's that feels like the picture that we all should be working towards, you know. Yeah. Um, they 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 have a really beautiful, you know, it's just a beautiful city itself, Singapore. So that's that's definitely. I'd really love to see myself there, and I'm, I probably will be there uh, in a few years' time, knowing how how um, 
all moving, you know. Uh, I'm definitely willing to make that happen. Yeah. I, so, yeah. Uh, best of luck with that, man. And yeah, thank you so much for coming through. Yeah, I felt like I was talking to the president, bro. This this is like over an hour. <laughs> hey, man. You know, things things like this, these type of conversations, I, I really love them because it's it's things that are thought provoking. You know, yeah. It's conversations that that require you to to to, to not talk about people in general to just talk about factors that are influencing me and you you know yeah and it's it's very you know it's good for me and i i feel like i sometimes make it good for others okay. they just get to reflect also you know and it's i just love the 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 man of the conversations yeah these yeah. type of conversations which is you know, make you get you thinking. You know, and yeah. get you thinking on how you can, it can get better, and how how things can get better. You know, we we face a lot of things. You know, we all go through a lot of things. You know, yeah. and talking talking really helps. Yeah. Uh, so it, 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 it it's been a a lengthy type of conversation, but hopefully you and everyone else listening on you know just gain some type of information you know knowledge because that was the intent to just share information yeah nah 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 thank you so much bro thank you so much for coming through damn alright bless up bless up hey the president you, you running when are you running for president by the way are you going to are you willing are you keen are you open when am I running for president? Yeah, do you have any aspirations, baby? No, no, I, uh, I don't. My my biggest aspiration is to just go off radar, as you know, to be those rich type of guys or wealthy type of guy that's just off radar that you don't know about. And yeah, that's that's not in in in, in political spheres. Yeah. But hopefully you, you can go through, you know, like, <laughs> strive, man, shoot for the stars, you know. Yeah. You, you, anyone can do it if you just put your mind to it. Yeah. I, I, thank you, bro. Shout out. Thank you so much. Peace, man.